Lichy, I love the song that you sang, and I love the words knowing, knowing, knowing like a child. And that's exactly what I'm talking on today. If you can turn with me to John 21, it was verse 1 to 19. I love the title of the passage, Breakfast by the Sea. To me, it has come to speak of such fellowship and intimacy and joy over the past weeks. Imagine sitting on the beach around a fire and being served breakfast by Jesus himself. Imagine the conversations, the laughter, the joy, and the expectation. So if we read from verse 1, John 21. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and in this way he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it and plunged into the sea. But the other disciple came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, but about two hundred cubits, dragging the net with fish. Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid on it, and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land, full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. And then from verse 15 to verse 19, it, it, um, it's the wonderful conversation where Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? And um, Jesus came, came and, and confirmed um, Peter's calling and brought the revelation. Today I would like to speak about knowing Jesus, knowing God. Not knowing him from hearing about him or reading, but knowing him from walking through the journey of life with him. Not that God is not able to reveal himself in marvelous way through our reading and through our listening to others. But over the past years, my revelation of him has mainly been shaped by my walk with him. My reading of books and my listening to others have brought direction in my walk with him. But I ultimately had to walk with him to obtain life-changing revelation of him. I would like to refer back to the passage that we've just read together as I feel the Lord comes and illustrates this point in such a clear way. This passage of scripture takes place after Jesus' resurrection. Simon Peter, one of his disciples who walked with him whilst here on earth, who knew him, decides to go fishing with four other disciples. 
And although an experienced fisherman, Peter and the others catch nothing. They try all night in vain. But then, as morning breaks out, at the point of giving up and pulling out the nets, a man stood on the shore. They did not recognize this man at this point. He asked them whether they have any food, and he receives a negative reply. This man advises them to try again, and this time to throw the nets on the other side. And I think at this point they probably didn't recognize him. However, I do believe that their spirits were stirred by hearing his voice. Because they do try again, and to me it sounds, you know, left or right. After such a fruitless, fishless night, I don't know whether I would have tried again. They obey his voice, and things change. The nets are filled with fish. Then as the nets are filled with fish, the revelation comes. And the disciple next to Peter, one who also has walked with Jesus and knew him, said, It is the Lord. Seeing the nets and hearing the words is enough for Peter to plunge into the water to be with Jesus. It brings intimacy. You see, he has walked with Jesus. He knew him, and therefore he plunged in to be with him. Then this leads to the breakfast on the beach prepared by Jesus himself. And in verse 12 we read that none of them asked, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. And my question tonight is, how do you know Jesus? How has he revealed himself to you? You might know him differently to me because of your unique walk with him. Personally, I have come to know him as my saviour. His exchange for me on the cross is embedded in the fibre of my whole being. I have come to know him as my deliverer. Ten years ago, he has delivered me of anxiety and fear that gripped my life. And today, I can stand in front of you and I can tell you that he can deliver you of any emotional illness or any addiction. He can be your deliverer. To me, he is life. Over the past seven years, he's come and he's shown me my life and myself through his eyes. And um, it is so different to my perception. And therefore, to me, he is life. Without him, there is no life. It's a false perception. To me, he has shown himself as faithful. And um, I, I love praying when I'm driving. That is my time of talking to the Lord. And over the past seven years, I've drive, drove a lot. <laughs> and I've been talking a lot. And um, at first, I was the one talking all the time. Jibber jabber. <laughs> and, um, and I had my doubts about his hearing often. But it has changed. And now I'm talking less, he's talking more, and I've discovered that he has heard all the way along. He's a faithful and he is a good listener. To me, he is possibility. I've come to know through various circumstances and healings and hopes that with him everything is possible and nothing is impossible. And now I'm standing before him and I'm trusting him to be the possibility in the humanly impossible of tomorrow. At the moment, through the nature of our journey, 
Albert and I are getting to know him as provision. And he has come and he has challenged our thoughts about provision. He's teaching us that he is provision. He is enough. And not just a mere provider of our earthly goods. And therefore, I praise him for the journey, because without the journey, he might have remained the provider in my eyes and not the provision. There are but a few things, these are but a few things I know that I know of him. I'm still learning so much about him. I know that we cannot limit and should not limit him to our journeys or to our experiences. But through it, he wants to make himself known to us. And it is that knowing that cannot be taken away from you. It is that knowing, that, that revelation that brings the intimacy with him and that, that urges us to plunge into the water. All the days of our lives are not enough to phantom or to know all about him. And therefore, that's why I believe he's created eternity as well. How is he revealing himself to you at the moment? In this season, no matter where you are, whether you are in the wilderness or the valley or on top of the mountain, look up because there is a man on the shore or on the rock and his name is Jesus. And he might be silent at the moment, he might be waving, he might be calling, or he might be walking right up to you. Who knows? Don't stop looking, don't stop fellowshipping, don't stop obeying the man on the shore. For he will bring the revelation and the plunge is sure to follow. And that will change your life forever. It's him. Um, Prophetically, I believe we are in a season of Jesus making himself known. I believe it's not a silent season. I believe it is a season of revelation more than ever. A season anointed with individual life-changing revelation leading to deep intimacy with him. Do not be complacent. Be expectant. Um, And I believe Isaiah 32 verse 9 to 15, um, for this season, it, it talks about this complacency. However, in verse 15 we read, Until the Spirit is poured out upon us, from high, and the wilderness becomes a fruitful field, and the fruitful field is counted as a forest. Then justice will dwell in the wilderness, and righteousness remain in the fruitful field. The work of righteousness righteousness will be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. My people will dwell in a peaceful habitation, in secured dwellings, and in quiet resting places, through though hail comes down on the forest. How do you know him? 